The Altar Life. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening, everyone. Some things aren't explainable. Something I've been trying to explain is what's the sound a name makes when it's dropped. You ever wonder that? What sound a name makes when it's dropped? I should know because I drop names all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's one again. Jeff and Brent. Yeah. You ever hear the name Jeff and Brent? I've heard it every <laughs> Saturday night at 9 o'clock. We drop our own names. <laughs> on the Alter Life right here on the Hope <laughs> FM Radio Network. And ex- Speaking of dropping names and thinking you're all that, um, we're going to be starting a series this weekend, next week, called Pride and Prejudice out of Luke 14. Pride and Prejudice. Get all your uh, chick friends. They'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they'll love all the the English speak that we'll have. Yeah, I have the radio. worst English accent, and I will not be trying it, just for the <laughs> <Good>. record. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we're going to be in Luke 14, verses 7 through 14. If you want to grab your Bibles tonight, we're going to be focusing in on the pride section. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right. You are listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And uh, back to that British accent thing, you know, um, that's like one of my secret dreams. I always wish that I had a, a British accent. Tell you old Pip Pip and all that rock, you know. <laughs> I wish I wish I could speak that. Um, I was actually talking to somebody at work the other day. And um, was saying how cool it was. I heard somebody who had a British accent. And I was just like, man, that is so cool. I wish I could speak with that accent. I might someday live there just so I could pick up the accent. And then that was that would be it. I thought you promised you weren't going to use your English accent to accent tonight. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't really try hard. If I tried hard, you'd just laugh at me because it ends up turning like some Asian accent, which is probably the only accent I can do. Anyway, uh, Pride and Prejudice. I've never seen the movie, but I'm excited about reading Luke 14 again. I have read that. Um, hopefully you have as well. If not, hey, it's great. Um, but we're just going to kick off the verses, just a few verses here that we're going to be spending the next two weeks in out of Luke 14, verse 7. Get your Bible, read along. So he told, he being Jesus, a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him and he who invited you and him come and say to you give place to this man and then you begin with shame to take the lowest place but when you are invited go and sit down in the lowest place so that when he who invited you comes he may say to you friend go up higher then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you for whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted And then he also said to him who invited him, When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back, and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Luke 14. So that first section, talking about taking the... You know, our human nature is to try to present ourselves in the front of the crowd and get all the looks. Um, you know, it's really easy for us to be sitting here on the radio and being like, hey, don't be uh, puffed up. Don't take the best place, everyone. We're here every Saturday <laughs> night at 9 o'clock. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like not hypocritical, but it's kind of, you know, it's, uh, it's a challenge to us to not get puffed up with pride as well. Because he says, if you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled. 
That's going to be yeah. by the hand of God. There's the verse that says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time. Yeah. So uh, you don't want to be um, you know, rushing to the front before you're summoned there. <laughs> We're excited that you're here tonight. Because you're probably prideful and you need to hear it. <laughs> and um, we're here every Saturday night at 9 o'clock. Really, when you break it down, we're all very prideful, you know, and we're all very selfish. I was telling my wife that she was the model Christian today, that she, you know, no, <laughs> I was basically puffing her up. Yeah. And uh, she's like, and she just looked at me. She's like, no, I am the most selfish person that I know. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm pretty much the selfish person I know too um, but it's kind of a good place to be you know when you're thinking about yourself and you realize that hey you know what you're you're in need of something you know in need of the Lord in need of strength in need of his love and his grace um, but the opposite of that is to think that you are all that <laughs> uh, dude I'm all that you know yeah. like if you think listen to some of the music that's on the radio these days and um you know, the lyrics, and especially hip-hop artists, man, they're all about telling you how cool they are and how dope they are and, um, you know, how they're going to do this and that because they're all that, you know? It's like, I don't know. It's just, it, that's the that's the culture that we're in is a, is a self-glorifying, look at us, how cool we are culture. Yeah, one of the favorite shows of mine is American Idol. But think about this. We, <laughs> we compete, and I... Uh, I actually auditioned uh, for American That's right. Idol. Uh, we Hypocrite. Com- you know, we, uh, we auditioned and, uh, and we, um, you know, our whole goal is to be this person that everybody loves and to win over everybody and to stand in the spotlight. Now, you know, it's great entertainment and everything, but that whole idea of being an idol, you know, that's just being totally self-loving, you know, instead of denying self, which Christ and uh, the Bible often says to, you know, take up your cross, deny yourself. Pride is the exact opposite attitude of that. That is like, you know, supply self, not deny self. And uh, it's like, what can I do to get myself as much as I can and get myself as much love as I can and as much fame? And um, it's really the attitude and the influence of Satan, who is, you know, the, the one who first stepped up in pride against God. And that's the attitude that is, uh, is, uh, Needs, we need to be broken of. If you want to know what God thinks about pride, check it, yo. Old Testament style. <laughs> <laughs> you open the book of Proverbs and you read that book, you will know what pride should not be in your heart. <laughs> it's hardcore. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, we should have a sh- TV show called American Servant instead of American <laughs> Idol. I was thinking about that during that song. Uh, Oprah cool. would host it. <laughs> no, yeah, and right. Richard Simmons. <laughs> Amer- like American servant with Richard Simmons. Oh, oh man, that's horrible. <laughs> it would uh, be on TLC. <laughs> Tender love and care, along with what not to wear. Right after what not to wear. Yeah, it used to be the Learning Channel. Not anymore. How to be more prideful. Next on the Learning Channel. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, where did pride come from? You know, where did it get its start? You know, it's. Uh, you know, we're looking at an Isaiah, of course, pride is, you know, synonymous with the enemy. Um, and that was where Satan got to start. You know, Satan, Lucifer, was a beautiful worship-leaning angel in heaven. And, um, you know, it says in God's word in Isaiah 14, it said, He said in his heart, Satan, Lucifer, said in his heart, 
I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And then I love the verse that says, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. <laughs> you know, Satan is glorifying himself, saying, I will do this. I will do that. I will be cooler than God. I will be the one that people worship. But at the very end, he ends up becoming the one who burns in the pit, in the lowest depths of the pit is what it says. Yeah, whenever you feel pride coming up in your heart, you start getting that that puffed up head uh, you gotta know that that's the enemy that's not of God you know the culture we live in is all about you know live proud and, and you know be loud and proud and everything is you know there's movies called pride there's music about pride and you know yeah. and that you don't have a high enough self esteem you should be proud <laughs> like there's, no, there's all these a, special special interest groups around the country yeah. all have something pride as part of their like <laughs> demonstrations yeah and uh, you know the bible talks about pride like with total distaste especially from the mouth of god you know in in first peter it says god resists the proud when he's quoting the old testament but gives grace to the humble therefore the, the verse that i said before humble yourselves under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time. And that's like, you know, we see different examples in the scripture of someone who was prideful and was brought down. You look at Saul, how he totally thought that he was the strength of Israel and that, you know, God had chosen him because he was totally worthy. And he totally wasn't, and he ended up screwing the whole thing up. And then he was replaced by someone who was truly humble, someone who was anointed to be king when he was 17 years old and didn't actually take the throne until 17 years later. Total yeah. humility, didn't force himself in even though he knew God's will, you know, he was totally submitted to God and humble. And um, you see that total um, heart of God there is the, the complete antithesis of the heart of Satan. Mm, antithesis. Good, <laughs> good like usage that? of that word. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Throwing that one in. You're listening to The Altar Life. And we are here on Saturday nights every time this time. So make sure to tune in next week for the continuation of our Pride and Prejudice series here in Luke 14. Yeah, we'll be talking about prejudicity. And that's not a good. Th- <laughs> that's not a good thing at all. I love when the altar life just makes up words. Yeah, whenever great. they want to, because they're proud of their <laughs> language arts. <laughs> oh man, Luke fourteen. This this little section, this little parable that Jesus tells about. He noticed. I love this. He noticed that when people were coming, they decide, they were trying to find the best places to sit. This is great that Jesus noticed everyone like, oh, wait, I got to get in the front. I got to get right there. I got to get right next to the speaker. Um, <laughs> they, were, they were trying to find the best spot. And um, he tells a story like to talk about. He's like, you know, when you're invited to a wedding, do not sit in the best place. Sit in the lowliest place so that someone can say, hey, what are you doing down there? And they can move you up to the front. <laughs> and, you know, you're like me. I know you're sitting around going, but what if they don't invite me to come up to the front? Then I'll be stuck all the way in the back. <laughs> you know, that's the biggest fear. It's like at some point, you know, you're going to be forgotten about if you don't make your way up to the front and put yourself in the limelight. And, um, well, you know what? Maybe you should ask yourself this, and we should ask ourselves this. Why do we want to be in the limelight? What are we getting out of it, you know? Um, isn't it better to be a servant in those situations and let someone else take the front? Yeah. 
I don't think it's better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you know, I'm honestly, I, yeah. I actually have those still have those same. You know, what if I don't sit next to that guy? You know, what yeah. if I have, what if I have to sit down with the people who like drive me crazy? You know, talking about stuff I don't care about. Like, I want to sit next to my friends. You know, and talk about sports and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Can you imagine like? Jesus always reaches right into the human condition. Like, yeah, you can imagine going to a wedding and like it's like seat yourself, and they're like, "Hey, this seat's like wide open. I'm gonna sit here. Like, why isn't anybody taking this prime spot?" And then like the guy, the matron D or whoever comes in, it's like, uh, "Excuse me, that's the head table for the bride group." <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh," and you're like eating their pate. Let me get this. If I sit here, I have to be with the bride. No, thank you. <laughs> There's nothing you can really do to prepare to rock. Do you prepare to eat a delicious meal? No. Are you hungry? Then you're going to eat it. And I'm hungry for rock 24-7. The Alter Life. With Brent and Jeff. That was a 90s flashback. Grandma Train, Less of Me. Which many, is what we're talking about. How many 90s flashbacks have we had so far? Two? We had, uh, yeah, yeah, Little right. Man. Three. Three so far. Little, Little Man, Man by the Supertones, Dive by DZ Talk, and now Less of Me. And I think we got another one. We got PFR coming up later this Man, hour. We must be stuck in the 90s. Wait on a minute. Show. We got another one, too. Believable what? Picnic towards the end of the show. <laughs> That's five 90s flashbacks. Can you handle it? Do you think you can handle it? I don't know if you can. Peeps listening out there, can you <laughs> handle all this 90s music? Yeah, we, um, we're stuck in the 90s and we're proud of it. I mean, we're humble with '90s it. pride, baby. '90s <laughs> pride. Uh, back when Crystal Pepsi was big. Yeah, <laughs> we're not prejudiced against the '90s. Remember that Pepsi Clear Pepsi, yeah. whatever it was called. Yeah, and um, Van Halen did the theme song for it. <laughs> Continuing with our discussion about pride here, the Pride and Prejudice show. You know, I've never seen that movie. Really? You never no, saw the A and E six-hour version? No. <laughs> I guess, thank God, right? Most women uh, swear by that version really? above all the other versions. I'll ask my wife if she's actually seen it. She probably has. She's a chick flick connoisseur. <laughs> connoisseur. <laughs> Entrepreneur. All those ooer. Manure. All those ooer <laughs> words. Maneuver. <laughs> what are we talking about? Anyway. Pride. Yeah. <laughs> going to a wedding and, uh, you know, Jesus seeing all these people trying to get the first the best seat in the house and um you know what it's so cool like when you get the best seat in the house for like a concert or some event you're like dude front row yeah front Court row side. you start telling everybody go front i was front row it's all about our flesh isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it's all about like bragging rights man, later. i like i was res- i felt the sweat of the front man <laughs> he threw his pick right at me it blinded me but it was awesome i got 50 yard line court side Behind home plate. You know, all all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> Mid no. ice. I don't know what the hockey one is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it's blue line along the blue line or yeah. whatever. Middle of the rink. I don't like hockey. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But um I don't know. I think the one of the things that's really kind of sticking out to me in this passage as we've been goofing off, but I'm just thinking about you know, Luke 14 and thinking about what Jesus is trying to say is he's trying to say like, you know, in the kingdom of God, it always works backwards. You know, it's always like you lose your life, you find it. You know what I mean? You, you know, if you lose, you win, you know, the last shall be first in heaven and the first shall be last. You know, this passage, he says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. It's like, that's the way the kingdom of God works. 
You know, it's not all about what you can get for yourself. It's all about what God can get for you and give to you. And if you think about it, he's already given us the most he could give us in his son. Um, And that was the ultimate sign of being humble. Yeah. The idea behind this whole thing is not like, I'm going to be humble, so then God will make me prideful. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to lose myself, so God will, like, give me all this life, and I'm going to be better than everybody else. It's not... The goal, in, in, and we'll talk about it next week, you know, it's not about what you can get from the kingdom. It's about what you can give. Mm. And, uh, you know, God's going to reward us. He's not going to leave us hanging <laughs> like, oh, I did all this stuff for you. And now, look, I, you know, I haven't gotten anything in return. <laughs> what we're going to receive is so much greater um, than what we're giving up. You know, God's always going to, you know, we'll see that uh, as we continue on in the scripture. Did you like that song? I did like it. It was yeah. very uh, different. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Odd, yeah. <laughs> it's got like a little like uh, chill feel to it. Yeah, that's actually uh, two of the members from a Number One Gun. Yeah, I was reading about that. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Uh, they yeah. broke up, but now uh, I just heard they're getting back together. But it's not getting back together. It's just the lead singer is putting it out like a solo album, but under the title Number One Gun. Oh wow! So uh, I think it's called the North Pole Project. You should check that out and stay tuned for it if it's good. We only <laughs> play good stuff here on the Altar Life. Yeah. If it's not good, it won't be on the Altar Life. Yeah. So, but if you want to hear it, request it at request at thealtarlife.com. Yeah, so, like work that it. in there. That, that was a little nice. plug for our email address. That was jiggity check. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about this whole pride show. I was thinking the rest of the show is called the Altar Life, not with Brent and Jeff, just the Altar Life. But as I was saying before, I don't think I really explained myself no, properly. No, definitely did not. <laughs> I was saying, speechless. It seems kind of prideful for us to include our names in the title. So for the rest of the show tonight, we're going to be as humble as possible. It's just going to be called The Altar Life. No Brent and Jeff We involved. should do like, you know, like deep and wide when you're in Sunday school. We should just go with, with mm and mm. <laughs> the Altar Life with mm and mm. With mm and mm. There's it's a like old McDonald with mm. a mm. <laughs> there. <laughs> anyway, um, Jesus is the classic example, and he is the example of complete humble, complete meekness, complete humility. And um, if you think about it, who Jesus is, you know, Jesus being the Son of God, equal with God, part of the triune God, you know, and um, actually came to earth, lowered himself down to our, you know, down to a human, to being a man, um, taking on human flesh. And um, he actually worked his way, you know, basically became us and then died. And he took the form of a, you know, of a criminal on the cross next to criminals, um, which is really the lowest you can get here on earth, even as being a man, um, being beaten and, um, and dying for us. And um, what's his eventual end? You know, he's living that statement out. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted because Jesus will come back reigning on a white horse next, you know, next to God's throne. He will reign um, forever and ever and we will worship him and um, he will be our God. And like talk about the ultimate of being exalted, you know, at the same time. Yeah, the, the verse Philippians that you were talking about um, says he made himself of no reputation, like the God that created the universe. He was like Joe Schmo, basically. Like, uh, yeah. you know, Jesus, you think about um, 
like we don't name anybody Jesus, but it wasn't that rare of a name back in those days. It was, not, you know, it's like Josh. Yeah. You know, it was just like it was like Joe Schmo, literally. And it's like <laughs> Joe from Philly. <laughs> you know, you think he walked around with the, like this soundtrack of Hallelujah, yeah. <laughs> chorus. You know, and I'll, I'll yeah, he wasn't and... like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger like walking out and he was like floating. He was just totally like in the crowd. And uh, he did not really stand out other than the message that he preached. And it says that because he humbled himself, made himself obedient even to the death on the cross, it says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him Mm -hmm. and given him the name which is above every name. Yeah. Like, because he was willing to obey and humble himself, God exalted him. And that's what we're talking about. He's the ultimate example of it. And it says, you know, the name that he had is above every name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee's going to bow, every tongue's going to confess that he's the Lord. That's crazy. That's just yeah. mad crazy and awesome. <laughs> crazy awesome. Crazy awesome. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love the Lord, and I love the fact that he's that humble, and um, that, that he was willing to stoop down and come to me and to know me. An ultimate example of pride. That was Jars of Clay. I'm in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens when our pride is so big, we get it gets in the way of everything we're trying to do. Yeah, and uh, in in light of what we've been talking about tonight, uh, this whole pride issue, we, we've referred to something uh, which was reality TV shows. And you know, whenever we start to get this tone of voice, you know it's coming. Yes, it's the unbelievable segment of our show, the thing that cannot be believed. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight it's just it's just I just sit around and I shake my head sometimes as they continually still coming out with new reality shows and reality TV shows and game shows. Yeah, to be honest, I thought it was a trend. Yeah. I thought it was like uh, Survivor, okay, now Big Brother. They were like the first, The Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. They were on like the main networks. And you're like, all right, and then American Idol, and you're like, okay, everybody, this reality thing, it's going to run its course. Yep. Well, guess what? Deal or no deal. <laughs> biggest loser. <laughs> uh, now they're coming out with like amnesia and. Um, the power of 10. <laughs> the power of. One versus one. One, one versus, versus the mob. Do you want the money or the mob? <laughs> uh, duel is one of them. Yeah. Remember Greed was one of them? There, right. There's some that don't last very long. Yep. And then, the they, mole. then they end up on the game show network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mole. It's not even like a game show. The ultimate one was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. That was like the first one. Yeah. That's like not even, that's just like a game show. But then you start getting into the reality shows like Snoop Dogg. If, like he has a show about how he raises his family. Like how pathetic is the world where we're going to our hip hop culture There's to see one how actually with family- Scott Bayo. I know. Scott Bayo is 46 and yeah. pregnant. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Are we really Does anyone late? really care about Oh, I Scott bet they Bayo. do. Rock of love. Like, Flava Flav has like 75 women pining for him on a show called Flava of Love. Oh, man. How ridiculous is that? It's and it's bad. Flava of Love 3. They're on the third time around. He still, <laughs> still hasn't found the white right woman. Still hasn't found what he's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> talk about, you know. Talk about pride. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you know, a show all about me and how many girls like me. Hogan knows best. You know? It's really sad. <laughs> It is sad because it's most of these people are like washed up people that need like money. Yep. Breaking Bonaducci. <laughs> they just keep coming to me. It's it's outrageous. Like it's all about the name. 
And it's all about like people will watch the show because it's this famous person that is like washed up and will watch them make oh look they misery can, of themselves. They're just like me. They're really pathetic, like me. Or yeah. they're <laughs> I wish I was like them. You know, it's <laughs> no, all about it's that the double aspect. It's either making yourself feel better because of how stupid they look, or uh, carrying yourself to the greater. They're all a bunch of heights. They're a bunch of big fat nothings anyway. Stubber mule. It's the first thing you think of. Um, the na- the noise that they make. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, no. Does that even sound like a mule? I don't, I don't think so. Oh. But uh, when you're prideful, there's got to be something that, you know, you're going to butt heads with God um, because there's nobody greater than God. And pride is something that even back in the garden, the enemy, he uh, tempted Eve with, you know, the fact that the fruit was delicious, the fact that it looked nice. Yeah, everything, all the food there was delicious. Everything looked nice. The fact that what made this so different than uh, the other trees and the other fruit that was there it was because God said don't do it and Satan said it'll make you like God which is total pride you know the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and then the pride of life ultimately the same thing he tempted Jesus with and um, that's what he throws at us you know you may be dealing with lust you may be dealing with envy but ultimately all of us are hit with some in some point of our life about the pride of life yeah. and um, that's what we're talking about tonight we're wrapping it up and um, really, we need just to be humbled by God. Uh, we need to make ourselves, we need to lose our, our life. We need to lay down mm-hmm. this love of self, and uh, we need to uh, come up and love Jesus, who is the ultimate example of humility. It's all about living a kingdom life, isn't it? It's like all about, you know, doing something, you know, in the kingdom is, you know, you always do the opposite of what you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, and, you know, it's like, you know, I was kidding about American American servant but what if we were all servants you know to each other um, to the Lord and we didn't care about us so much you know we wanted to drop our prides our hearts our motives you know you know I I'm guilty of oh you know trying to sometimes be put myself in the right position so I get the best out of the deal Um, as opposed to looking for an opportunity to serve my brother looking for an opportunity um, I'm always concerned about myself, where I have to go, what I have to do. Um, you know, we've talked about this before on the altar life. You know, even when you're in church and you're in your fellowship, um, you know, we come in and out of church and we, you know, we come to church as consumers wanting something out of it um, for ourselves, you know, and Christ would be more honored um, and we would get more out of it spiritually, actually, if we went to church looking for ways to bless our brothers, um, looking for ways to serve um, um, each other and to love the Lord and to serve the Lord. And um, I think God is honored by the humble heart. You know, he that's what that's how lives will be changed. You know, if you want to change a life, it's not about showing people how cool you are. It's about showing people how much that Jesus um, loves you and how much, you know, he's really done in your life. And people notice when you're not all about yourself. You know, people look and go, man, that guy is so nice. He's always thinking about other people. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things, you know, just like the wedding feast. You know, where you're invited, it's like not taking the highest seat, but taking the lowest one so that Jesus can say, hey, you know what? Um, I know that you always take the lowest seat, but I'm going to make you the greatest. And it may not be in this world. It may be in heaven. Yeah, the the idea we were talking about Saul earlier and, uh, you know, how he was puffed up in pride and needed to be broken. And then how David later on says the sacrifices of God are a broken and a contrite heart. And these you will not despise. You know, talking about how a prideful heart is something that is an abomination to the Lord. And uh, we really just need God to get a hold of us 
and um, really shake the pride out of us because it can it can sneak it sneaks in and um, we need God to break us and uh, until next week be cool cats live for Christ. Yeah.